are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is the Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that, and like you, right now. So be encouraged. And let your light shine. shine. We bought a house, moved into these people, and they were just... They just loved on us to an extent, and we got going to that church, oh. and went to another Baptist church. And so did you meet Dee in Illinois? Oh, yeah. She's, a, she's an Illinois girl. Oh, okay. Oakland, Illinois. She had 39 people in her graduating class. It's a little bitty town. Then I went to work for Roadway, and Roadway transferred, a big 92 transferred into North Lima. That's how we got to this area. We've been here ever since. Have you been a truck driver for 47, 46 years? You're re- semi-retired, right? Yeah, I'm going to work today. I'm going to Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, wow. I was there Monday. I don't work that much. It just happened to be this week. That's <laughs> All right. How many kids? Three. Angie, Andrew, and Matthew. Matthew's the youngest. Seven grandchildren. And a great? Two. Great. D's getting older. <laughs> You're not. Oh, my gosh. So when you moved to North Lima area, is that when you got plugged in at the upper room? Yeah, D went church hunting, and she come here, and that was it. Probably started coming in 92 or late 92, early 93. How we were separated there for a little bit. And when Andrew graduated, then she was over here all the time. How many years is that? 29. Thanks yeah, for doing the math. a while. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. I mean, really. You know, this place is so special. You know, I, it's awesome. It's just the experience to be able to praise God like we do around here. And uh, I'll go back to uh, 2010. I kind of went crazy again. And we anyway, we got to uh, IHOP. Not that, the restaurant. Huh? Not the restaurant. Not the restaurant. <laughs> Prayer room. International House of Prayer. Right. And that changed our lives. Again, both of us. Wow. I mean, how we worship the Lord and the music and to just praise Him, you know. I forgot you did that. We was out there about three different times. Well, our family was in Illinois, so that's about halfway. Yeah. We'd go spend a couple times, eight nights there, and we'd go out to Kansas City. We'd spend three or four days out there. Well, I just, I just want to be what God wants me to be. You know, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to go too deep. You know, you ask me, I'm, and I don't want to get draw it out, but there's right. a lot in my life. I, I just want to be honest, though. Welcome, Shine Podcast listeners. Hello. It's Ellie. It's Katie. And we're here with so easy. Jim Brown today. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. It's Thank great you. to Does have you. Does anyone call you Jimmy ever? My mom. Jimmy mom. Brown. And my uh, my one aunt always called me Jimmy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're going to start calling you Jimmy. I got two cousins always call me Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy was born and raised in Mattoon, Illinois. He started working right out of high school, married his high school sweetheart. Was she a high school sweetheart? No. 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 <laughs> she married. He, he married. It was not back. a sweetheart. <laughs> he got married at 19 for a short stint and went a little wild and crazy. Tell us about that. Yeah, I just was not walking very well with the Lord, and I was not. That was not in my. That was not in my game plan. <laughs> you had know? other things to do. 
Yeah. One of those things to do, you know, get out and do whatever you want to do. But it just, that wasn't a very good deal. And a couple of years passed and uh, I met Dee. Met Dee. 49 years they've been married to mm-hmm. Dee Brown. They've been a members of the Upper Room Fellowship for about 29 years. Jim has been a truck driver for 46 years. He's semi-retired. Dee and Jim have three adult children, seven grandkids, and two great-grandkids. Him and Dee love biking on the bike path in Lisbon. That's one of their hobbies. They have recumbent bikes. And he loves to be outside and gardening. And Jim has such a precious heart and Mm -hmm. always makes me happy when he's here because I can hear him worshiping from the other side of the sanctuary. And so... It's my favorite. And I'm always so sad when when you and Dee miss a Sunday. (laughs) So... So we're so happy to have you here with us today. Yes. I'm glad to be here today. Tell us, Jim, who or what turned your light on? You know, uh, you mean when I first come to the Lord, uh, we moved, we bought a house and moved into the next door to these people, and they just loved on us. They loved on us so much. And, <laughs> and uh, through that, as time comes around, we, we Dee and I both uh, come to know the Lord. We committed our life to the Lord, and that's been that's 1979. Thanksgiving in 1979. Tell us what your life had been like leading up to that point. Drinking. Dee would hide her marijuana and whiskey in her drawer, and that's what we did. We sent her. Sent our kids to church on the bus. Well, you know, God works. He works things around and changes you. And through that, we're invited to this Thanksgiving dinner at this church, and people just love on you, you know. Kind of similar like to do here at the upper room. People love on you, and you just, the Lord uses people. That's where things started. And just praise the Lord that the neighbor loved on us like they did. God worked everything else out. Because it totally changed your whole oh, family. Un- unreal, unreal. It really, it was a start of a new beginning. I kind of wish Dee was here to help me out a little bit. Because <laughs> it really, if it wasn't for her, you know, you... You're together, you, you support one another, and you just continue to grow. I'm not saying it's always been perfect. Back up for a second. The church had that bus ministry. If you were in a bus ministry, you visited the people you were picking up every Saturday. Well, Saturday morning, I'd run behind the garage with my beer. <laughs> I mean, that's how crazy it was. That all changed, and eventually we we'd done a, we even done a bus ministry for a while. Wow. I took some kids, and we'd go out and knock on doors and invite kids to church. That Baptist church at that time had like four buses. In that time frame, you know, we'd, we'd run a bus, and they had to drop that particular bus. There wasn't enough kids. We had a two-door Chevrolet Impala. Of course, you couldn't, you couldn't do it today, but we would pick up nine kids or so. Take them church. Pack them in like sardines. Yeah, we'd, we'd go visit them. Every, yeah. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Yeah. So what changed... When you met Jesus in your life. lifestyle. And it changed us in such a way that uh, we did not miss church. I mean, we wouldn't hardly go on a vacation. I mean, we almost overboard, you know. <laughs> we did not miss church. We went any time the church was open, we went. And, of course, I was working. It's gone quite a bit. But when I was home, if the church door was open, we were there. It was good at the time. Now I don't know if a person, I don't know if a person needs to do that. You know what I mean? Right. But it was a safe place. It changed changed our lives that much. You know, we didn't do nothing else. We'd go to church. We weren't going nowhere on Sunday. We'd go to church, you know. We'd go to church Sunday night. They had training union. We'd go to church Sunday night. That's And I look back at that. I don't do that today. 
but that was a really a pretty grounding grounding thing at that time you know mm -hmm. d taught first grade uh sunday school and and i that's where i got i think um, i was a head usher what they called a head usher there was a bunch of us men that Back then, Baptist Church, you had to wear a suit and tie. Everybody looked nice, you know. There's nothing matter with that, but, but that led to a men's ministry. We'd do prayer, men's prayer every Saturday night. There'd be anywhere from two to twelve men there every Saturday night. Then we we got to where we'd do outings. You asked me earlier about a passion. Is I'd like to see all men come to the Lord, and I have a passion at the men's rally. You can't drag people in, but you can talk to them, say, you want to go to this. So that's the passion I've had for the last, well, this will be the 12th year for the rally. So, I, you know, still have that passion. You told us that you guys were introduced to IHOP, not the restaurant, but the International House of mm -hmm. Prayer in 2010. Tell us about that experience. Another life-changing experience. You know, you go through your Christian life, and sometimes you think, well, you know more than what God knows, but you don't. <laughs> And you try to handle things on your own. And that's what I had done. Dee says, we need to go to IHOP. I said, I'll take you down there, but I ain't going in that place. And Why'd you I, say that? Have you heard? <laughs> did you hear bad things about it? Or <laughs> The bullheadedness in you. I'm <laughs> yeah. not changing. You're stubborn. Right. So we go. I'm going to sit in the motel room. And sit, <laughs> I'm going to sit in there and drink a beer. That didn't happen. God had a better plan. And that changed our that changed our life in a way that changed me again, and plus it changed the way we worship the Lord. It really does. It just amazed how worshiping changed in our life. And today, Dee and I would carry on in the living room during the night and praising the Lord, you know. And then I, I carry that. I try to carry that into church. I like and that's another thing. My grandkids, I you know, they sit over in church and I'd like to see them praise the Lord more. But we're working on that. I love that your worship isn't just a Sunday morning worship, that your worship is a lifestyle, that the way you worship at church on Sunday morning is real. It's not showy, and it's not loud because we're getting attention. Like, it is the real deal, and you mean it with all of your heart. It's the same thing on a Sunday morning as it is during the week in your home with your family or your or D. I love that. I mean, really, that's what Jesus calls us to. When we're talking about a lifestyle of worship, it's more than a couple songs on Sunday. You know, right, it's right. it's and it's worship out of us all week. And so I appreciate that that's real in you. Uh, You're a great example I'll add of to that a worship. Bit. Uh, I listen to Caleb all the time. And I'm going down the road. <laughs> Waving your People hands. pass me. Probably think I'm, wa I'm not really waving at them. <laughs> <Praise the Lord. laughs> but, you know, I don't yeah. want to be fake. I want to be real when I worship the Lord and praise Him for what He's done in my life. You know, He's given me three beautiful kids, seven beautiful grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Praise Him. Right. Praise Him. Praise Him for life today. Praise Him. I, he woke me up this morning. Yeah. That's why, that's my opinion. A person should praise God. Every one of us. God has to deal with each person a little different. That's all. And I think the genuine praise of that, you know, you felt like God delivered you once from a wild life. And Just say it. Alcoholism. <clears throat> alcoholism. and So you have said God has saved you from alcoholism, and that happened when you were younger in life, and you found it creeping back into your life, even when you were walking with God, and then you felt like you got delivered again a second time. Mm -hmm. And I love that 
all of us have sin in our lives and we feel like we deal with it. But then there are times where things keep creeping up or you see it again or you're, you're experiencing this and you're like, wait a minute, I thought I was over this. <laughs> but the world sometimes chokes us with that. And I love that you turned to God again and he delivered you again and it's stuck. It's changed you. It's changed mm-hmm. Even though you were walking with God all those years, but you know, you had another experience and another encounter with the Lord, and it's put a passion in your heart. And I think uh, we, we have a tendency, we're sinful people. We have a tendency, we start playing with something or just something, it creeps in us, and we don't realize it sometimes. I mean, really, it can surprise you. And so that's why you get praise Him, praise Him every day. He walks with you. I have a lot of times I ask to ask Him, Jesus, walk with me today. Got to walk with me today. I need your help today or struggling with whatever it might be, you know. And he yeah. does. He does walk with us. Just praise him. Mm-hmm. So tell us, Jim, what lights you up? Well, my passion is really sharing the Lord with my family, my grandchildren. And then men. Men, you know, I've like I told you earlier, in the last, this will be the 12th year for the men's rally. That really is a passion to get men to go to that thing. or Not really that, but to get them to know Jesus. If that's a tool that God gives us to use, that's a good thing. And for those that may not know what Jim's talking about, it's the men's rally in the valley that's been at the Cavelli Center for the past several years. It'll be 12 years. 12 years at the Cavelli Center. What is-, is awesome about that, last year with the virus and everything, the only thing that was held at the Cavelli Center was a men's rally. That's a God thing, mm-hmm. you know. And it's coming up again? Yeah, uh, October the 9th. 2021. I'd meant to bring a t-shirt, but the t-shirts are always bright colors. This year is really special. Camouflage. What do you think that recommends? God's raising the army up. I'm excited about that. And the passion too is uh, coming to church. I like, I really enjoy coming to church. We you like know? having you guys here. Yeah. It's just another thing I left out altogether is being at the front door. That's a passion. You're great at it. Greeting. I think, I don't know if I have a smile every day, but I think a person, when they come in the church, needs to see a smile or a shake, handshake. Firm handshake, Jim gives you. Yeah, of course, we've kind of been limited to that. Some people still want to shake hands, but that, forgot all about that. God has carried that over the passion to be at the front door and greet people. And I think it can be overlooked, but it's important. That sounds like a ridiculous statement, but it can change people's moods. Being greeted with friendliness. Just start loving on somebody. Right. When they walk to that door. Well, and you're such a genuine greeter because you're so happy to be at church. And I love that when you see people come in or new people come in, that you are welcoming them because you know what it has done for you and your family. And that's an instance where you can pass that on to people who may be coming to church for the first time or who haven't been to church for a long time. You you try to take that edge off for people. You're okay, Ben. It's okay to be, you know, come on in, you know, welcome. And sometimes... It's a little intimidating coming to church. Yeah, right. Do you still have your your three-piece suit? No, but I got to say, Jay's been working on that. You know Jay? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Jay's in the back. He's been really... I know. He's been I told him the other day, I said, look, I have a a tie on the day. We talk about pennies. He goes to pennies. (laughs) But I think, you know, that's, that's awesome. That's respect to God. I mean, I'm not putting down when anybody comes to church, but that's a respect to the Lord that 
that I've always felt. Of course, I here we've had a lot more freedom. Yeah. Which is that's good too. That makes people feel comfortable too. But Jay, Jay and I've been joking. Oh, yeah. He's a good guy. Jay's yeah. been stepping it up. Yeah. Jim, tell us how you've been letting your light shine in this season of your life. Bike trail. Dan and I are on a bike trail. And we've talked to everybody and we've invited people to church or you know, their men's rally or whatever, but shining on the bike trail is what we try to do. And then that carries over just shining every day. Tell us about your relationship with your grandkids. Oh. You and Dee bring the brown kids every week very faithfully. And uh, sometimes I, they want to stand at the door with me. And so I thought, well, you know, that's okay. <laughs> you know, that's a start. That's starting some. And uh, we, we just love into that. I said, now, as you're going to stand at this door, you're going to have to say good morning. It'll stand offish, but they're getting better about that. <laughs> they love coming to church over here. That's how God works all through that, too. I love the example that you continue to set for your family. I mean, not only just bringing your grandkids to church, but also being an example for them in church, teaching them how to greet, showing them how to say hello. But it's those little things that shine that we're talking about, the shine. Worshiping so authentically. Right. Another example. And I, li- I like our church to be, of course, the, the virus has really changed a lot of things. Right. But to be able to walk in our church and when you're in worship and go, go around and hug somebody or greet somebody just, just to go say hi or something. We've kind of gotten away from that. I think the virus is the social distancing thing, but I think that's coming back too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you for all the examples you set. You shine really well. <laughs> You know, I appreciate even personally in my own life, you know, Jonathan was really ill last year and there were so many health issues between he and his family. They missed a lot of church and, you know, some of that was hospital stays. But I just appreciated even with us so much that every Sunday you were coming up to me and saying, Talk to me about Jonathan. Where's he at? How's he feeling? I've been praying for him, thinking about him. And I just appreciate how you love people even from a distance. You think about them from a distance. So thank you for caring for my family. For real. Mm -hmm. Even when they're not here and they're not around. It just made my heart like to flip out on my chest when I seen Jonathan was back there. That men's thing. Well, I was gone two weeks. Oh, I was going to say, well, I <laughs> we think down he's Georgia. been here. <laughs> we are down Georgia. <laughs> I'm glad that you have freedom to go and have vacations and travel with your family. Mm-hmm. That you yeah. don't see it feel so like, I have to be at church, but you, you get to be at church, but that you still take time to go and you have really, adventures. You really miss D church, and- too. You really miss church when you're away from it, you know? If we're working towards doing church the right way, where it is something where we are together Mm -hmm. and we're loving Jesus as a family, there should be something to that, that if you aren't there often, you'd miss it. Well, just like the virus all last year, we all missed church so bad. I mean, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord, we're on a different track this year. Yeah. Anything else? Um, (laughs) Yes. It's my turn. Oh. Jim. Oh, you're, oh, your turn. Oh, this all been. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Is there anything else that you'd like to tell us? Random information, an interesting story you'd like to share? I feel like as a trucker, you probably have. Oh, I'll tell you one. Tell me. I'll tell you one. This goes back several years ago. My first truck driving job, I hauled to Stroh's Beer for nine years. Yeah, out in Detroit. But anyway, we'd go out and deliver, take it to the distributors. We didn't go around town. We'd 
like we went to Pittsburgh and Harrisburg and stuff like that. This one guy, he was, uh, he always inquisitive about church. And anyway, we're, we had to lay over in a motel. So we started talking about the Bible and stuff. And he had all kinds of questions. And I called D and answered and get this answer. Anyway, that, that, that guy asked the Lord to save him that night. We must have talked about the Bible for, I don't know how many calls I called D, but it was just an awesome time. I haven't seen that guy for years, but it was awesome. And I just praise the Lord for that. Yeah. I'm sure I never thought about other things, uh, special or stories, but (laughs) I can't think of any more right now. No, that's amazing. Okay, because I feel like that is something that ideally, that's what our lives look like. Everywhere we are, you know, a guy has a question. It's just a trucker with you. I was just hanging out, mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are having some conversation, and the Holy Spirit shows up. You and know, I, you're just I love faithful. it that you tied D into that. So even if you didn't <laughs> well, know all the answers, that you reached out, and you're like, I don't know, let's call D. So thanks, D, for playing a part of that salvation. Well, definitely. <laughs> definitely. You know, I mean, I yeah, we just been, we, we're, we're like that, D and I. Are, Two peas know. in a pod. Yeah. A little nervous coming over here without her, because I... <laughs> Like you talk, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, praise the Lord for that. You know, the D and I, yes. we we are a team on some things and certain things. You know. Well, thank you. I think that was so good. Just thank thank you for being faithful, even at work, even on the road, mm-hmm. even in a motel. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being faithful mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and desiring to be a light, just wherever you are, right. because in that willingness, the Holy Spirit can show up and. God can, you know, work through you we to, to work be, in other people. Yeah, we have to be open to that. Let him, thank God, use me today or something, you know. And next time you're at church and you hear, because you can hear Jim. We're yeah. on the opposite sides, really? but I know when Jim's here and I'm like, good, Jim's here. <laughs> But when you hear his authentic worship, you know, he has been saved and delivered from pain and suffering and alcoholism. And it's Jesus wants to do that for all of us. I hope when you hear Jim worshiping that you realize that it's from a place deep in his heart where he is so grateful Mm -hmm. for what God has done and what he has been saved from that it inspires all of us to be grateful for what God has saved us because we've all been saved from sin and despair and pain. And all of us have stories that God redeemed us and it's a beautiful thing. And so next time you're at church and you hear Jim whooping it up in the front, yeah, that's a true authentic gratitude to Jesus for saving him. Well, Jim, we're so grateful for you coming in. Without Dee, you you did good. <laughs> you did. We'll have Dee on our show as well, but you did good by yourself. You were a little nervous about that. Yeah, I was. Thanks for sharing your story and being open and honest with us. And thanks for listening out there. Make sure you stay tuned next week for another special guest. Bye. Bye. Bye.